Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Shalom Bayes, Shir number 239. We're going to talk today about um, seven principles, and we're going to start today with principle number one in making your marriage work um, by John Gottman, who um, studied couples for over 40, uh, 40 years and uh, understood what can cause and get marriages to work. And the good news is, like we said, it's doable for everyone based on practicing and working on their own behaviors and skills. They really, if they want to, and they realize that's a goal, and it's not just going to help their marriage, it's going to help overall their whole shlemus of their personality on Benadam Lamokayim, and it'll affect Benadam Lachaveri as well. The first principle he calls enhancing your love maps. Love maps, another way of putting it is to really learn and want to understand your spouse very, very well. And he gives an example about a person uh, who was a pediatrician, ran an intensive care unit for babies. He was beloved at the hospital where he worked. He was a reserved man, but he was warm, charming, sense of humor. But he was also a workaholic who slept in the hospital, average of 20 nights a month. He didn't even know the names of his children's friends or the name of the family dog that he had. And um, he didn't even know which room led to the house's back door. He had to ask his wife. Uh, and his wife was very upset of uh, about how little she saw of her husband, how emotionally disconnected he seemed to be from her and the family. And she tried to make gestures to show him that she cared, but any attempt she made towards closeness to him annoyed him. And she was left with the sense that he simply didn't view or value her or her marriage. And this is a very sad thing. Again, you're dealing with a person that's a good person, helps a lot of people, and yet in his own personal life, he's lacking and in a way handicapped. You have an intellectually gifted man who does not know the names of the friends of his children or 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 very thing lack the lack of knowledge of his home life uh, quite shocking because he was caught up in his work and which gave him too little space left over in his brain for the basic uh, aspects of his wife's world and his family's world now it sounds very bizarre this case he acknowledges that that a person that's so disconnected but the truth is Many, many married couples fall into similar patterns. And this really answers the question of how very often you could be married to somebody for years, decades even, and really not know them. Even though you think you know them or you assume because of their external habits and the way they talk, oh, I know them like a book, and you really don't know them at all. So many married couples fall into such, maybe it's not as severe, but they have a habit of lack of intention and lack of details of knowing and wanting to learn and being aware of your spouse's life, of your husband's life and your wife's life. 
And you may just have a sketchy idea of what your husband or wife likes and their joys and their dislikes and their fears and their stresses. And, for example, the husband may love art and his wife couldn't tell you why or who his favorite artist is. He doesn't remember. He doesn't remember the names of her friends, of her coworker, and um, and so on. So, in contrast to this, when you have a marriage where they make the decision to know each other well and to be emotionally intelligent couples, to be intimately familiar with each other's world. So, John Gottman calls this a rich detailed love map. He calls that as a term for that part of the brain where you're going to store all the relevant and important information about your husband or wife's life. Another way of saying this, he says, is that many couples have plenty of room in their cognitive brain for their knowledge, for their marriage. No, they remember major events in each other's history, and they update that information with facts and with feelings, as their spouse's world changes. And and, and to the point where even things that seem trivial are really truly important in the scheme of things. So, for example, when she orders him a salad, let's say they're in a restaurant, she orders him a salad, he asks her to, and she knows what kind of dressing she likes. He likes, uh, in the secular world, he gives an example, she work, she's working late, and he knows that she likes a certain television show, and she'll rec- he'll record it for her without even asking. He knows. And he could tell you how she feels about her boss and how uh, a situation she has with her coworkers. And she knows, he knows, for example, that religion is important to her, but she has certain doubts about it. And she knows about his fears, of his worries about being too much like his father, and so on. In other words, they know each other's goals, they know each other's worries, they know each other's hopes. And this is really a key to a successful marriage. Without such love maps, without such information, you can't really know your husband or wife. Now again, we don't we talk about it in other shiurim more. There is something called a healthy balance. There's a there's something called um, each one um, having their own, you know, sort of independent personality. We call that interdependence, where they have a relationship, but they also have their own lives, uh, productive lives that they're both serving Hakadosh Baruch Hu with the same goal, but they're these. And the way they do it could be very, very different from one another. And that's fine, and that's healthy even. But that doesn't mean, you know, that you don't connect and know of each other's lives very, very well. And that's the mistake people make very often. In other words, you know, even, uh, let's say, a couple who was Zaycha to be working Kerev, that he he is Mekar of the men, and she is Mekar of the women, and they work together, uh, or like a rebbe, a rebbe, a of a of a of a of a, shul, of a big shul, or whatever it is. So they and they're doing things obviously in total different circles. 
him for the men, she for the women. They have different needs, different types of things. Nevertheless, and they know that, and, and in that way it's sort of separate. But nevertheless, they have time to communicate with one another and to share each other's lives enough and well so that each one of them knows what the other one is going through and is aware of their challenges and is aware of their dilemmas and is aware of how their work went and is, and they give each other advice or perspective on things. So where there is knowledge, there is strength. And the way he explains it, and this is so true, in other words, what you're doing is you're doing a mitzvah. If you decide, however your marriage looks like right now, that you and your spouse are going to commit to learning more about each other and expressing to each other about their daily lives and their fears and their concerns and their goals and their aspirations. And as things happen and develop, they learn and get that information and store it in their mind and their heart. That knowledge of knowing each other well and learning how to know, get to know each other better is a great strength in a marriage. It creates a special love and connection between a husband and wife. More than that, it creates what he calls the fortitude to weather marital storms. Meaning like this, that if a couple has detailed what he calls love maps of each other's worlds, knowing each other's worlds, they're much better cope they're much better prepared, rather, to cope with the stressful events that and conflicts that could sometimes occur in a marriage. And he gives an example of this as follows. He says that one of the major causes of marital dissatisfaction and ultimate divorce, believe it or not, is the birth of their first baby. And in the 67% of couples... In their newlywed, in a new, new, newlywed study that they did, created a they noticed a tremendous drop in marital satisfaction the first time they became parents. We're going to talk. We did touch upon this subject, and we will talk about the subject in this future, and how the remaining thirty-three percent did not experience a decline, and many of them saw their marriage improve. And what our job is here, listening to these statistics, we have the ability and we can commit and it's doable for every single one of us to be part of that 33%, not the other 67%, but to be part of that 33% that after a birth of a first baby and child, that the marital satisfaction will not only not decline, but will increase. What separates the 67% in which the marital dissatisfaction goes down versus the 33% where the marital satisfaction does not decline and very often gets even better? What's the difference between these two groups? What causes one to have their marriage thrive after the birth of a child and children when they become parents and get even stronger and stronger and closer and closer while others... 67% in this study, uh, it falls down. What is the cause? What is the main cause? And the truth is, this is the cause. How strong the love maps were at the get-go or how they worked on it. 
It protects your marriage. These love maps or understanding of one another in a deep way. Because you're already in the habit of keeping up to date with each other. Of being constantly aware of what each other is feeling and thinking. So you're not thrown off course when you become a parent. And now you have a child to take care of or children to take care of. And they could even have many children and with many, many responsibilities. But if they use this skill and connect by learning each other's love maps, learning about each other's lives, learning and being committed to develop a deep knowledge of one another, then it gets stronger and stronger. While if they don't have this, it's easy for a marriage to lose its way when life shifts suddenly and dramatically and then you turn away. And we talked about this many, many times. The greatest gift you could give your children is a good marriage. Your first chinech And we are realistic and we understand that it comes with a lot of achrayas and time and energy. Young children, very young children and babies take a lot of time, a lot of attention. And then as they get older and with school and with PTAs and with homework and with them being ill from time to time, with ear infections, taking them to the doctors and all these things. Your life can revolve so much about the children and it's sometimes hard not to neglect the relationship between the father and the mother themselves. And it is a challenge and it is hard work. But And they will have probably a lot less time than they had when they didn't have children yet. That is true. But as we see and as the studies have shown, and we could all be part of this 33%, where the marriage is stable and stays even gets even stronger, despite the fact that their lives got busier, despite the fact that now they have focused their attention a lot now on their child or children and in their chinuch, that does not affect the health of their marriage at all, because they know each other's love maps. They know each other's lives, not just the outline, the basic outline of their lives, but what their favorite hobbies are in the secular world, what their sports are, uh, what their deep longings are, what their beliefs are, what their fears are. No matter how busy they are, they make each other a priority, making time to catch up on each other's day. They both had a hectic day and they barely had time to talk to one another. That happens very, very often in marriage. It's nothing to be afraid of. Doesn't mean you're, you're drifting apart. It's normal part of life. There'll be sometimes days and even, let's say, you had a real hectic week, both of you, where you didn't really have much time to connect. But nevertheless, at the end of the day or whenever it is, you set aside a time, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it is, you're both exhausted, but you still go out for a walk or you talk to each other and you explain what happened during the course of this week, how things are going. And sometimes you could just talk about other things conversations, and sometimes about your own marriage. So it's very, very important um, to develop this. And this is part of the thing. Don't say to yourself, ah, my wife's life is uneventful or uninteresting, or my husband's life is very boring and monotonous, or whatever it is, or I don't really care much about the details, the nitty-gritty of their days. And this is a mistake, because every person is a world unto themselves. Every person has tremendous depth and meaning because HaKadosh Baruch Hu put them in this world and they have meaning and they have purpose. 
And we need to value our own husbands and our own wives that way. And that's very, very important. And um, so that's that's one side of love maps. And we're going to talk more about it as is Hashem in the next year.